Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We are in Revelation chapter 21. It has been a long time that we have been uh, looking at this uh, section of Revelation and I walked out of the house without my reading glasses, so let's see if I can see some up here. Yeah. Need to buy a pair and just leave them here. We're in Revelation chapter 21. Uh, we were looking at uh, this passage of Scripture uh, and... Uh, uh, John says in, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, he says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people. And God Himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And in verse 6 he says, uh, And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So what we need to see in this passage of Scripture is uh, that uh, things are changing. The world is changing. Uh, uh, there is a, this is the new heaven. Uh, God has wiped away all uh, of heaven and earth. And we are past the point in which uh, Satan and uh, those who follow him and his demons are all cast into the lake of fire. This is past all of the judgment and all of the, uh, the uh, 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 condemnation of uh, sin and evil has already occurred. And all there is are people that are followers of God uh, those who have uh, given their heart and life to Christ uh, while after Christ was uh, upon the earth and those who were uh, counted as righteousness uh, before, uh, like we uh, read in Hebrews about Abraham being counted as righteousness for his faith and uh, Noah and, and all these different people who believed in God and believed uh, that uh, there was one true God those were counted as righteous as well. And so <clears throat> after all of this, uh, we see that God has created a new heaven and a new earth. And we see a glimpse of the new heaven uh, in this uh, section of Scripture uh, before we get to the new earth. And what we see is, is that, uh, that God's will is, is that He restore 
the condition in my in my viewing of what is is presented here is, is that God is uh, going to great lengths to express His uh, desire to spend time with us and to to be our God uh, in Scripture. When Israel was uh, called to be a separate nation, and God uh, chose Abraham and Sarah and uh, the the people of Israel, He said to them, uh, "I am your God, and you will be my people, and I will be your God, a God unto you." And uh, He says uh, uh, that basically as a way of of referencing the fact that uh, that these were His chosen people, that He was carrying them, uh, taking them aside. And uh, his desire was to have a special relationship. And we saw that uh, initiated by the covenants that God established with Abraham and he, uh, as with each succession of the family, uh, God established that relationship with Abraham, then a covenant with Isaac, and then with Jacob, and then with all of the tribes of Israel as they became a nation. And uh, he set them aside uh, to bless the world and to create uh, a vessel for blessing all of mankind. And so we see in this passage of Scripture that, um, that John is seeing that God is establishing um, His kingdom. And one of the th- first things that He does is that He wipes away all the tears. It says uh, in verse 4, and and God uh, shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. God is establishing a new order, uh, and He is creating a, a, a system, a place uh, for us to be in existence with Him where there's no influence of sin any longer. Uh, we're not... Uh, uh, some so many people talk about uh, well, what tears are there that are going to be in heaven? Why are people crying in heaven? Why is it that that anyone would cry? Uh, I believe that uh, that what John is is uh, relaying to us is is that there will be no need for tears. There will be no need. He says, "Look, there's no sorrow, there's no death, there's no dying, there's no more sin." And uh, the tears that he's referencing here are the tears associated with mourning, tears associated with regret, tears associated with loss, and tears that are associated with uh, the destruction of sin in our life. And here he's saying that that no, not only is God creating a new abode for us to be with Him, but that God is creating new conditions so that we're no longer under the things that we once were. It's, it's as if God is recreating uh, the Garden of Eden in the new heaven. Uh, remember in Genesis we read that God created an idyllic location in which He would uh, interact with His creation, man. And that uh, they spent time together in the evening, in the in the uh, the cool of the evening that they would spend time together. And that was uh, in the, the beginning of, of Genesis. 
as a description of the relationship that man had with God because man was without sin. There was no barrier between man and God. There was no uh, sin that caused man to be separated from God. And so uh, God was able to have uh, fellowship with man. And here we see that God is reestablishing that with the fact that uh, God has not only removed all those who uh, were opposed to God and all those who resisted God and all those who uh, did not acknowledge who God was in their life, but now He has uh, removed all the, the conditions for which there was a separation from God and man. Remember, God has that a power and authority to do that because of what? Because of what Jesus Christ did. Because of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. That He took away our sins and He paid the penalty and the price. But now uh, we see that with the, new crea- uh, with the creation of the new heaven, that there's no longer any condition for death, for sorrow, for crying, for pain, for all of these former things, God has simply wiped away. They're all passed away. They're all part of the old earth. And God is is establishing conditions so that man can have fellowship with God, that God and mankind can come together as the as he intended for us to have that relationship with him in the garden, uh, now that we uh, are without the taint of sin in our life, uh, we have that relationship with him. And it says also uh, that uh, in verse five and. Uh, And he said upon the throne, Behold, I make all things new. And he said that unto me, Write these words. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst, the fountain of water of life freely. And he that cometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he will, uh, will be my son. We see a new relationship between God and man, not only that God has wiped away all hindrances from us being uh, in uh, fellowship with Him, but now we see that we have a new relationship with God, that we see Him face to face. We no longer are uh, separated. Uh, If you recall uh, uh, the makeup of the tabernacle, there was... Uh, uh, the outer court, and then there was the holy place, and then there was the holy of holies. The outer court was for everyone. The holy place were those who were uh, uh, considered to be of uh, the the Levitical role of those who served in the temple and those who uh, took care of of uh, the uh, the elements and everything. And then there was uh, the holy of holies where only. God was, and only the high priest would go one time a year to uh, seek atonement for the sins of the nation. And so uh, there was a separation, and that separation was uh, was split in two uh, when Jesus Christ died on the cross. But there was still, uh, we still had a separation between God and man in that we were still in our sin, we were still in our humanity, and we were unable to be uh, with God. And uh, when, uh, if you go back even further, go back to Moses on Mount Sinai, remember Moses 
had spent uh, 40 days with God on the top of the mountain and God had delivered to him uh, the commandments of how the children of Israel were to live. And before God goes, uh, Moses said to, uh, to God, hey, can I uh, at least see you and see your face? And God says, no man is able to see my face and live. But he said uh, that he would put him in the, uh, the, the hallow of the rock and cover him with his hand and pass by, and he would uh, allow him to see him after he passed by. Uh, God reveals to us that we can't uh, see him face to face in our humanity, but here in heaven, a new creation, a new heaven, a new earth, uh, we are created anew so that we can now see him face to face. We can uh, uh, have not only fellowship with him, uh, not just from afar, but face to face. And so this is a new type of relationship with God, a relationship that uh, a face-to-face interaction uh, connotes a intimacy with God, an intimacy with God that we've not, uh, even though we've grown close to God and we've learned that we can call God Abba Father in our new, uh, relationship as Christians, this is a, a, an extension even further where we can come face-to-face with God and have a relationship with Him and have uh, that type of relationship that comes with close contact to God. And that leads thirdly to uh, worship of God. When we uh, come anywhere close to God, uh, whether we are uh, uh, in a new creation, a new created body, or whether we are uh, 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 in eternity with God, I believe that uh, we will always have the same reaction when we uh, come in contact with God, and that is to fall flat on our face and to worship Him and to exalt Him and be like the uh, elders 24 elders around the throne uh, declaring holy, 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 and the angels declaring holy, holy, holy. Uh, God is holy and we are not. And uh, though we are cleansed and we are made uh, uh, clean and new before Him, uh, when we come face to face with Him, uh, we will worship Him, we will revere what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. We will have a relationship with Him that is totally different and it will be... a relationship of worship. Um, So many people uh, misconstrue and misunderstand uh, our existence in heaven is not going to be spending time polishing the the handrails of our mansion in heaven. It's not going to be out uh, 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 admiring the streets of gold or the pearly gates. It's going to be spent in an eternity of worshiping God, of of declaring His glory, of of exalting Him and and, uh, declaring that He is holy. And we will spend all of eternity in that relationship of of worshiping Him, and so we better. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, scholars say uh, if you if you don't particularly care for worship uh, right now of singing and stuff like that, you better get used to it because that's what we're going to spend all eternity doing is worshiping God, singing His praises, glorifying God, uh, being in a in a close relationship with Him, interacting with God, uh, but also of a uh, time of... of uh, complete worship of God. And fourthly, when we uh, come to that uh, time of of being in the presence of God, we'll also serve Him. We'll rejoice at, at the opportunity to do all that we can to, to uh, glorify God and uh, to do our utmost 
to live for Him and to serve Him. Uh, and of course, we have seen in Scripture uh, that this is all based on our service to God, that we are serving Him now. Uh, remember the parable that uh, Jesus said of the, uh, the talents. And He said uh, to His disciples, He said uh, 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 that the, the Master gave different t- uh, talents to uh, three different servants. And then He said, I'm going to go on a journey and, and uh, I'll require this of you when I return. And He goes off and one uh, goes and, and invests his ten talents and is able to increase uh, the number that he had. The other one that had five talents, he went and invested his talents and was able to double his uh, number of talents that he had. But the one that had the one talent was so fearful, what did he do? Remember what he did? He he went out in his backyard and dug a hole and, and buried it in the ground because he, he said uh, when the master came back, he gave it to him and it, he sounded kind of proud of the fact that, hey, I knew you were a, a forceful man and I was fearful, so I went and hid it and here it is. I, I, I was able to keep it safe for you and when you returned. And uh, what was the reaction of the master? He was all upset because uh, the first one that had 10 talents, he had doubled it to 20. The one that had five talents doubled it to 10. And so he said, give this to uh, the one that had 10 talents. And uh, he cast the the servant out as a wicked and called him wicked because he didn't do anything with his talent and didn't do anything. And uh, Jesus said uh, uh, that this is the same kind of attitude that God will have in rewarding us when we get to heaven that uh, when we are in charge of uh, small things here on earth, we'll be in charge of greater things in heaven based on our ability to serve God and our ability to be faithful to God and what He gives us. That when He gives us uh, the things that we have on earth, it is based on uh, His desire to see how we will uh, be proper stewards of what He gives us and that we're to uh, multiply that and use it for His kingdom's glory. And so uh, we understand that we will uh, serve God based on uh, the amount. And and He told His disciples that they would sit on thrones and they would be judges. And so there is a service that, uh, that we will uh, participate in uh, based on uh, our ability uh, to minister for Him. And then uh, we see that uh, in this passage of Scripture that not only that, but Jesus Christ says, I am the beginning and the end, and I will give unto him that is a thirst a fountain of the water of life freely. We have not only the opportunity to fellowship with God and to see Him face to face, to worship Him and to serve Him, but that God will uh, uh, bless us and be a nourishment to us that, that we will... Uh, I don't believe that we'll have a need to have food and water like we, our earthly bodies do, uh, but I do believe that uh, we will be uh, blessed with uh, the heavenly, uh, the waters that flow from the heavenly throne, that we will be uh, uh, fulfilled in our life. Jesus Christ is basically saying here that, uh, that He will provide all that we need uh, that He will provide for us and uh, that He will be our source of 
sustenance that he that overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. We not only will have a close intimate relationship, but that God will provide all that we need and that God will be uh, the center of our, the source of all that we have and all that we need and that God will uh, 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 bless us abundantly by being in his presence. Now, I, I, uh, everybody has a different view of what heaven's going to be like. Uh, some people think that heaven's going to be uh, frolicking through the meadow and uh, enjoying all your pets that you had throughout your life. And uh, there's your dog that you had when you were a child. And there's your uh, dogs and cats that you had throughout your life. And you'll just spend time wallowing in the in the grass with your, your pets and enjoying time and uh, visiting all your family and enjoying time with uh, Grandma and Grandpa and Sister Sue and all the people that went on before you and that kind of thing. Um, there's others that, that have in their mind stuck the idea that we're going to be sitting on a cloud and just uh, strumming a harp and that's all we're going to do is just be lazing about and all that. Had one church member in South Carolina said uh, he felt like heaven was... Uh, that he was going to uh, have the opportunity to to plow the fields when he got to heaven. That he would just spend all of eternity plowing the fields, and and he said, you know, we got that. Everybody's got to eat up there, and we have the banquet and all that kind of stuff. He says, well, we got to provide the food somehow. So he felt like he he felt like he was closest to heaven when he was plowing the fields on earth, and he just felt like uh, that would be. Uh, heaven to him. Believe me, I would think that was the other place if I was asked to do that. Uh, I, I would not feel like that was heaven uh, to be uh, working out in the field and, and doing all that. First of all, I don't know the first thing about doing it other than other than keep it straight, son. Keep it straight. But, uh, uh, but uh, people have different views. Some people feel like uh, they love uh, sailing and they feel like uh, uh, eternity is going to be spent uh, sailing and, and enjoying all that kind of stuff or fishing or whatever. Uh, we don't know uh, all that we do, but we do know that we'll be worshiping God. We do know that there will be a time for fellowship and uh, and spending time with others because uh, Jesus uh, spoke of, of uh, different instances in which... Well, first of all, there was the time in which uh, the Pharisees came to him and he said, "They said, well, which one is going to be a wife to these? This, who's who's she going to be?" He said that. Uh, Pharisees said there was a husband and wife. They got married and he died before he had a uh, an heir. So uh, she married his brother and they had he had there were seven brothers and. Basically, the gist is that the woman went through all seven of them, and they all died before they had an heir. And she, and then eventually, and then she died. Well, I would think after seven brothers, I would die too. But anyway, uh, she died, and the, and the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus, and they uh, and and particularly. Uh, these were the Pharisees that did not believe in resurrection. And so they were saying to Jesus, in the resurrection, <laughs> and I'm like, 
wait a minute, you're the, you're the Pharisees that don't believe in resurrection, but you're going you're gonna to sit there and ask Jesus, so who is she going to be the, the wife to in the resurrection? And Jesus said, don't, y'all don't know the Bible and you don't know about uh, God. I thought that was a stinging indictment of these men that were supposed to be uh, scholars, supposed to be knowledgeable about Scripture. And he says, you don't know anything about Scripture. He says, She's, uh, when, when we ha- are in the resurrection, there's not going to be marriage or giving in marriage. We're not going to be... Uh, and if you think about it, all throughout history... All throughout creation, really. From the very beginning, God instituted marriage for procreation, for having children. So he's saying, uh, we're not going to be bothered with having children. We're not going to be having uh, bothering with having relationships like marriage in heaven. But our relationship is going to be focused to God. But that doesn't mean that we won't have interactions with people. Um, I believe that Jesus was basically trying to help them to understand your focus is not going to be on everything else, but rather on God. But that doesn't negate the fact that everything else is there. It's uh, uh, so our main drive, our main focus is going to be in a relationship to God, and and all of uh, heaven is going to be created so that we have a relationship with God, and we'll later see some of the aspects of this new heaven. But we uh, see that all things are made new. That all of our relationship, all of our focus is on on God, and that uh, all of create all of the new heaven and new earth will not have the taint of sin of the uh, the destructiveness of the sinfulness. Uh, that we will have a relationship with God that is based on being completely devoid of sin in our life and sin in creation. So this is the beginning of our uh, study of of heaven and our study and understanding of what heaven is like. And we're uh, going to get uh, a clearer picture of what we uh, will expect and a description also of uh, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, and uh, what that is all about. Why, if we have a new heaven and all of us are in heaven, why will we need an earth? Why will we need uh, Jerusalem? What's that all about? What is that for? Why are we uh, even consider? Why is God even considering creating a new earth? Why do we need that earth? So we're going to look at all of that, and we're going to see. Uh, the significance of all of that and see uh, what God is drawing us to. But the main focus for tonight uh, in our study is is that um, our life as a Christian is cluttered with so much. And John's description and God's uh, 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 leading John to write this description of the new uh, heaven gives us an indication that uh, that our eternal purpose is to have a relationship with God, to have an intimate relationship with God, a relationship with God that is focused on worship, and a, and a relationship that that because of our relationship to God, that our desire is to serve God and do all that we can uh, to minister in His name. And so uh, even in heaven, 
especially in heaven. Uh, we have that new relationship. So uh, this is something for us to to, uh, to anticipate, something for us to, to get excited about because now we are seeing our existence as God desires and has desired for it for all, uh, all of time. Uh, and He's bringing it about finally at this point. So let's join together in prayer and let's ask God's blessing as we go. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for this glimpse into heaven. Lord, help us to be faithful to serve You, faithful to live for You, and, and Lord, help us to, to keep our eyes upon You throughout our life here so that we'll be prepared to, uh, to live all of eternity in our devotion to You and worshiping You and in our relationship with You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.